You're as stupid too as I. You're as stupid too as I. You'll never live. You'll never die. You're as stupid too as I. Welcome back to the Better Off Dead Minute podcast, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Better Off Dead one laser-powered minute at a time. We're your hosts, Jason Hummel of Mondo Confidential. And Curtis Blaze from thesacknews.com. Today we're breaking down Minute 19, which starts with Dad and Mom gossiping about the Smiths and the Chapmans, while Lane loses his lunch (laughs) and ends with Lane crawling into bed with a framed photo of Beth. Curtis, what happened this minute? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jason. In the previous minute, Dad lectures Lane about the car sitting in the auto cocoon on his front lawn, and Mom suggests that Lane go introduce himself to the new foreign exchange student across the street. As the minute opens, Mom and Dad are gossiping about the two families that have had foreign exchange students. The dinner that Mom made for Lane gains sentience and crawls off of his plate. You know, there's really no other way to say that. (laughs) At 18 minutes and 17 seconds, Lane asks to be excused from the table, claiming that he doesn't feel well. At 18 minutes and 25 seconds, Lane discovers his little brother Badger building a model of a laser blaster in his room. Lane attempts to set Badger straight, admonishing him for wasting his time with kid stuff when Badger turns and demonstrates that the model is actually a working laser blaster as he blows up the record player Lane is standing next to, sending Lane running. The minute ends with Lane flopping down into bed with a picture of Beth. I'm listening to this minute for the first time with headphones on. And I noticed that the food makes a noise. Like like a tribble almost. Like tribbles or angry weasels <laughs> as it crawls away. Yeah. It it seems almost to be speaking a language. Some kind of alien dialect. Okay. The scene that we didn't see. After the scene is over, Lane's up in bed with his picture of Beth. Mom and Dad have, have moved on to whatever they're gonna do. What happened to this? I think it hailed a cab and went to Hollywood and became a producer. No. (laughs) This thing is in their house. Waiting for them to fall asleep. This thing is in their house somewhere. (laughs) It lives. (laughs) It's probably the size of a small dog by now. No, no. There's a whole missing scene right here where Badger, with his brand new laser blaster... Ends up in a all-out knockdown sprawl with this thing. <laughs> he hears a noise after everybody's gone to bed. He comes down to investigate. He's got his laser blaster, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And he sees this thing, and it attacks. It, it's like a D&D monster gelatinous mold. It, it drops off the roof onto his head, and he barely <laughs> escapes. It ends up pursuing him through the house. And he has a laser fight with it, a laser blaster fight, destroying couches, starting things on fire. Okay, well, obviously that isn't the scene because the next time we see the house, it's fine. But what happens to it? It must escape into the wild. This thing is out there now. This thing that mom has created. Does it grow? Does it feed? Yeah, does it feed on people like the blob? Would it be like oozing through the movie theater? Does it lure people into its slimy maw with the promise of raisins? (laughs) Raisiny goodness. There was a scene in The Blob. You know the one I'm talking about where it goes to the theater? Yeah. 
Did you already say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm thinking of it. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Just a tick behind. It keeps growing. First, it eats a toe off of somebody. <gasps> oh, or like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, 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 there's a Stephen, there's a terrible, terrible Stephen King movie called Creep Show. Is that the name of it? No. Is that the HBO yeah, you, one? Yeah, you, you're thinking of the one with... Uh, Tales with... of... Tales from the Crypt? What's the... Uh, what's the George Romero one? Creep Show. Okay, so Creep Show 2. And there's a vignette in there called The Raft. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, so The Raft. So this... To me, this is like a spiritual ancestor of The Raft. Of The Raft Monster. <laughs> Not a garbage bag, obviously, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not a terrible big garbage bag. But it, like get somebody's toe and then they're still sleeping and it slowly crawls up their body, consuming it as it goes, but injecting some sort of anesthesia. So the victim doesn't know it's happening. <laughs> I'm creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone out there is creative and wants to make this into a comic book, I'd love to read that comic book. The further adventures of Lane's dinner, <laughs> the Lane's dinner monster. I'm not good enough to come up with the title. But I want to see what happens next. That's the movie I want to watch after this. Lunch Gone Rogue. Oh, like, okay, so, Savage Steve Holland. Steve Savage Holland? Savage Steve Holland. I'm going to screw that up every time, <laughs> and I'm proving it. <laughs> Savage Steve Holland, if you are listening to this podcast, I want to find out what the sequel is. I want to find out what happens next. You're an animator. You're a, you're a storyteller. Let's find out what happens to Lane's dinner after, after tonight. I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> And a free pair of headset headphones. <laughs> I mean, you can make an entire movie of these unseen scenes, you know. Yeah. We should be keeping track of them. <laughs> Why aren't we? I'm going to start. <laughs> anyway, as fun as that is, we move on in the movie. Lane gets sick, obviously, from watching this. Sick or freaked out? I think a little bit of both. Because you can see him kind of recoil like, oh, my God, when it starts to ooze off the plate. Yeah, he's like poking it with the fork handle, yeah. and then it moves, and he's like, oh, it drops the fork. Yeah, and then, you know, there's that, the moment of, like, being startled, and then he's disgusted, like, ugh, I almost ate that. Can you imagine what that must taste like? <laughs> Just based on what we see, what do you think the recipe was to begin with? <laughs> like some sort of Scottish potato meat... Like dirty mashed potato with meat. <laughs> with like haggis. In it. It's like haggis and spam. You know, ha a haggis stuff with spam. <laughs> to me, it looks like it might be mashed potato base. Yeah, it does have that kind of uh, mashed potato-y kind of mountain look to it. Like if Richard Dreyfus was here right now, <laughs> he would start molding this thing into the Devil's Tower. <laughs> Only a slimy... Raisin-ridden Devil's Tower. You're like, Lane, does this look like something to you? <laughs> <laughs> and then there'd be the guy with glasses that just shows up to go along with him. <laughs> Is that a bowling shirt that Lane's wearing in this scene? Yeah. It's uh, yellow with white somethings on it. Let's see if we can spot what it is. A and D. That could be a Y. Or it could be a T-S. Looks almost like Sandy. It does look almost like Sandy, doesn't it? Nothing. Does he wear it in an earlier scene? He must. No. I think it's just in the dinner scene. Are you able to make out what it says on the back? Something Sandy. Is it Sandy or is it Bandits? 
Maybe it's the Sandy Bandits. <laughs> Ooh, I don't even want to think about the implications. <laughs> All C- I know is that there's a great school joke in that somehow. Mr. Cusack, if you're out there listening, call us and tell us what's on your shirt, man. Really, if you were in this movie, we'd love to hear from you. 712-830-7373. I bet he still has that shirt. And knowing him, I bet he still fits into it. So this is the point in the movie where we get the feeling, the inkling, that something is really up with Badger. First of all, his name's Badger. I know we've discussed this before, but I can't get by it. (laughs) What's Badger short for, or long for, or twisted from i think it's just badger <laughs> you said that in minute two that's not a satisfying answer to me well i mean you know it, holland has an actual sister named squid so <laughs> maybe it's just a family thing they like to name their kids after animals oh my god do you think this is autobiographical again could be it's just i need an animal and he resembles a badger in his quiet ferocity so he's building a model of a laser blaster. The, uh, the look on this kid's face on the box. Well, first of all, I want to talk about what's on his desk. There is a lunar module on his desk. Is that what I'm looking at? Hmm. What is this at minute 29, at second 29 on his desk? Microscope? Yeah, I, I don't know. Looks like some kind of strange vacuum tube or something. Look at the package at minute, at second thirty four. Now look at the book, look back at the gun he created. Okay, no, it's not that. It's not part of the gun. By the way, gun looks nothing like the package. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. As is typical of anything you buy from a comic book. But this is one of the rare cases where the gun looks cooler. Yeah. It kind of looks like it's an Uzi. Yeah, or like an M sixteen, or an AK. To hear you call it an M sixteen or an AK tells me that you don't know guns. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a nine millimeter with. Uh, this is definitely a nine millimeter with an extended barrel in a in a in a thirty round clip. Bottom line is, it's a toy gun that can, might get you shot by a cop. <laughs> this is in the days way before the orange, orange tips. <laughs> <laughs> Our guns were cool back in the day. They looked like guns. Right after Lane says, "You seem like a smart kid. Why do you waste your time with all this kid stuff garbage?" The look on Badger's face. He is just barely putting up with this guy. Yeah. He is almost eight, so he's seven. Yep. That means he's in first grade. Yep. And he is at the end of his tolerance. By first grade, do we have a time pinpointed? Bought the car in September. How long has it been sitting there? Two months? Oh, Mm -hmm. the dance is the New Year's dance. Yeah. So this is between the beginning of the school year and New Year's. Yeah. So this is the first semester of first grade, and this kid has lost, this kid is at the end of his patience for his older brother, Lane. (coughs) He's just disgusted with him, to the point where now he's going to teach him a lesson. He puts on those shades, which are Terminator, right? This is after the Terminator. Yeah. Terminator was what, 80, 81? 84. Oh, God, that late. Okay, 84. Clearly, these are Terminator shades. Seven and a half years old. Terminator shades, working laser gun, Hugh Hefner, leopard print jammies. <laughs> Kid is styling. I bet we can find that actual model of gun somewhere. Blows up his stereo. Record player, by the way. Um, the box. It's the box that blows up. I don't, I don't think there's a stereo on there. Jason, I think you're right. That is supposed to be the box. Yep. We just can't see it very well. That's the gun. 
we're looking at second 26 and comparing it to second 33. What's in that box? He blows a hole in that box, and there's an explosion. There's scorch marks left on the wall. Yeah. What's in that box? <laughs> it's like he's storing some sort of Hollywood squib in there. <laughs> it's his squib box. His box of squibs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, well, this explosion, in real life, clearly freaks Badger out. Badger played by Scooter Stevens. Yeah, you definitely see him recoil. I wonder why they didn't just call him Scooter. <laughs> Good a name as any. Yeah, he, he's clearly shaken. He's clearly shaken when he turns around. Is that a character thing? He wasn't expecting it to be... He wasn't expecting his box of squibs to blow up that, <laughs> that much? Or is that Scooter Stevens being an eight-year-old or whatever he is and is trying to keep it together enough to finish out the scene so I'm, that they don't have to reset and do it again? I'm thinking B. <laughs> yeah. John Cusack totally keeps his cool. You can, you can tell that he's, he's in character. He's doing a good job. Yep. So Scooter Stevens, have we talked about him? No. His acting debut was in 1983 as Billy in Chips, which means nothing to anybody because nobody's seen that, movie, seen that show if they're under 40 years old. <laughs> but he went from Chips to Different Strokes to Better Off Dead and then back to TV. Tales from the Dark Side, Small Wonder, She's Out of Control. Oh, She's Out of Control is a movie. Yep. He was Bonnie's date? Oh, whatever. Here's the Scooter Stevens for being the best badger ever. <laughs> He's clearly shaken by the explosion. And then, as calmly as possible, he grabs a screwdriver and starts making adjustments on the gun. Yeah, he recovered, recovers character pretty quick there. Yeah, he actually does a pretty good job. I think what's going on is he saw what Mom was making. That's why he wasn't at dinner. That's why he's putting the extra effort into speeding up the process of uh, getting the laser blaster built so that he can fight mom's dinner later. Just in case he has to kill dinner. Just in case dinner <laughs> needs terminated. But you notice Lane is the only one that he has gives any acknowledgement to. I mean, he, he still half ignores him, but he'll at least actually like make eye contact with him. What's Badger's story in real life? Super genius going to a special school? Maybe he's being bullied. Ah. And he's planning his... He's future school shooter. <laughs> I mean, there's something that happens later on in the movie that suggests that perhaps he's not. But right now, that's the track this kid is on, yes? One would think, yeah. Although it's hard to be mad and want to kill all your classmates when you're getting so many trashy women. <laughs> ah, but I get ahead of myself. <laughs> and so the minute ends pathetically with Lane... Looking at a picture of Beth. The picture that he takes with him. Everywhere. Yeah. Shower. School, I guess. My guess would be if you looked in his ski outfit tucked in there. <laughs> in the frame. Yeah, somewhere down there in the recesses of the uh, ski pants. I want to talk about his bed sheets. <laughs> at no time in my life, growing up, did I have anything but, like, white... Maybe striped, maybe themed, He-Man, what have you. But never this. <laughs> what is this? It's... It reminds me of something, but I can't put my finger on it. It's... It's, it's like a Christmas tablecloth. Yeah. His pillow is like a Christmas tablecloth. And so are the sheets. I think I even see a doily. <laughs> 
is this just more evidence of his mom doing everything by hand? Hmm. Handcrafting, too. You'll like these pillowcases. <laughs> They're made out of the tablecloth that you liked last Christmas. <laughs> thanks, Mom. I get the feeling there's a lot of just thanks, Mom, and just accepting things going on in her life. <laughs> no one ever loses their temper with her, no matter what she does. No. Because she's just so sweet and she means so well, you know? She's just such a cutie. Well, all right, then. I think uh, we'll wrap it up. This has been the Better Off Dead Minute podcast. Please leave good reviews for us at iTunes. That is the most valuable thing you can do, even more than money. Wait, do I mean that? I'm going to mean that for the purpose of this podcast. (laughs) Share our posts on Facebook. Retweet us on the thing where you do tweets. The tweeting place. And talk about us to your friends. Tell three of your friends this week. And they'll tell three friends? And they'll tell three friends? (laughs) I don't... Were you using words just now? (laughs) I'm getting a little punchy. This this episode is running pretty late. Hey, my name is Curtis Blaze. And I am Jason Hummel. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks.